0: Previous guests have loved the experiences, especially because you can just show up and know that everything will be taken care of. Unmound Retreats is offering exciting and luxurious retreats in Morocco and Mexico. Go over to UnmoundRetreats.com and sign up to get on the email list so you can find out more. Welcome to the Found Down Podcast. Well, hello and welcome to the Found Down Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Johnson. And oh my God, I am so stoked because I'm talking to Spencer Oliver. He's a (laughs) flight paramedic, also has been a paramedic for 12... Well, he's been a flight paramedic for six years, a paramedic for 12. And uh, he's also the second half of the amazing podcast EMS 2020 or EMS... 2020, as they do. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I am um, just so excited to talk to him today. He is real. I see him here. Um, uh, and uh, we're going to talk to him about how he's doing, maybe how he got into being a paramedic, um, maybe some calls. Let's see, we'll just see sort of wherever this conversation goes. But before yeah. we do any of that, how are you, Spencer?
1: I'm good. Yeah, I'm. uh, I'm Spencer. I'm the uh, the other twenty to the first twenty, first or second twenty. I don't know. Maybe I'm the twenty after the. I'm the delayed twenty.
0: Are you the first twenty or the? I mean, yeah. I feel so bad saying like you're the other. You're the second half. Well, like I mean, you're the you're the equal parts. You're you're, you're you are the second half. You're like, but you're the. I'm not saying like second film. Like (laughs) you're, like you're the. Yes. Anyway, yeah. you're the co-host of this I, yes, amazing I am podcast.
1: The, I'm the co-host of a very fun podcast um, that's been really fun to do. Um, I, how am I? Uh, I Superficially phenomenal. Um, couldn't be better.
0: Yay! <laughs> Yay! On the surface. It's so great. Yeah. Yes.
1: Um, but, you know, I, I've listened to your show, so I know that people probably don't necessarily just want, like, a great superficial answer. Uh, right. You know. um, the reality is I'm... I guess I'm, I'm doing okay. Um, uh, you know, the last few years have been, I guess, sort of challenging. And, uh, I think the last four months especially have been, uh, particularly weird for me. I, uh, I, <laughs> I've I I decided I was going to deal with some, uh, like childhood bullshit that, uh, I guess could be called trauma, <laughs> uh, yeah. that I just had been kind of ignoring or, you know, thought I, didn't need to deal with but uh you know life comes up and
2: oh.
1: says like hey yeah you should deal with this you're gonna wow. deal with it now at the most inopportune <laughs> time we've got a pandemic right. going on politics are weird you know everyone's kind of like oh is the world on fire and then my brain's like you know what you uh you don't have quite enough on your plate let's uh right after this in
0: <laughs> yeah it sort of forced the hand sometimes right like uh oh, you know, oh shit. Okay. Well, I guess there's that. i to, got to take care of it. So, I mean, that's super awesome that you're being vulnerable with um, our audience. Um, and that you're, do you mind what what you're doing to take care of it? Or like yeah, are you some um, ther- a therapist or?
1: Uh, yeah. So I, I did, I, you know, I decided I was going to take advantage of, uh, we have, you know, the, the work um, employee assistance program at our, at our program. So we, uh, yeah. Um, I called that and you get, you know, five sessions and I was going like, I don't know if I need more or less. This is sort of, you know, this was new territory for me. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, uh, I ended up, you know, seeing, a th- you know, having a over the phone therapy sessions and um, um, I, you know, followed their advice. They're like, you know, the lady was like, man, you sound really angry about stuff. And I was like, I'm not at all an angry person. And they're like, well, why don't you write things down? And, and so I kind of relived this like pivotal moment in my life, and I I ended up going like oh man, like oh fuck I am angry like oh God <laughs> oh wow yeah but um it was nice to kind of like it was nice to see that and then like, I think make sense of things that I hadn't been able to make sense of before um,
2: yeah
1: so um and, and, and like full us dis- like here's the story because I'm kind of being vague book about it I guess um. It, so I grew up um overseas. I lived in Bangkok, Thailand, uh, for most <gasps> of my ch- my childhood.
0: Um um, um yeah,, sawadika.
1: yeah, oh, nice. yeah, exactly. Yeah, Sawa. Oh
0: my God. Uh, sorry. Yeah. okay, so you, you that's really amazing. Okay, sorry, it's to interrupt. okay. so yeah,
1: no, so I lived there from about six to I think it was fourteen. i I did first through some of eighth grade there um and then um you know my parents just wanted to travel there wasn't like a military aspect to it they're just hippies um cool cool cool. yeah um and then um uh you know one one day in eighth grade i went to school and uh, then i got called to the counselor's office um and then there my mom was there and she was like oh hey we're leaving this country like today um, and I didn't like I wasn't allowed to go back and say goodbye. We just had <sighs> to kind of like flee the country uh as it were uh and the 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 reason is my parents were getting divorced and um I, I, there was some question as to like, hey, if we do this in you know Thai court, you know is, is this going to be you know yeah
0: uh, will this hold safe up or States. whatever yeah
1: like what what's this gonna do and so Ooh. uh yeah, my my parents got divorced, and uh, we uh, you know fled the country under the cover of darkness and uh, came Jesus. back to the states. And uh, yeah, so I did like I, I just I, I it was a really weird time um, for me, and uh, you know it, it sort of exacerbated a lot of like underlying problems that I you know I think looking back now I already had. Um, yeah, and you know I, I, you know, I was a weird kid growing up. I was you know like adhd and so full-on like really into things or really not into things you know Mm -hmm, i just mm -hmm. had a hard time fitting in and uh moving to a country where like you really don't have any idea of the like cultural stuff that the kids are going through you know like i I, I was like i had no idea it really didn't help any of those problems yeah um so it was uh you know i it was a, it was a hard time in my life that I, I thought was past me. And, uh, you know, the, the past has a way of kind of creeping up, but
0: yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine. I mean, so what the, the American kids probably didn't know is that you you were the coolest motherfucker around, but because you were <laughs> living, you had a multicultural <laughs> experience, you know, but like you pop in from, I can't imagine like you are, I mean, are, you must have, what are you dual citizen shit?
1: Oh, no, not at all. No, nope. We but, just, we, yep.
0: <laughs> but you're but so you're basically you're american but your whole experience lived experience is like in a in thai culture right yeah
1: yeah uh, yeah i mean i went to an international school so we had you know like other you know like there okay. was every so often like the an american kid would kind of show up and be like oh man like what the fuck is going on here you know and, <laughs> and then you know i'd be like what's going on in the states you know like my entire expectation of the states was basically like. i'd watch tv shows you know and i was like so there's probably a lot of gangs um i should be ready for the clicks you -hmm. know there's going to be the 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 mean girls
2: the (laughs) the jocks um
0: (laughs) the weirdos (laughs) i I was in the weirdos (laughs) yeah yep but um hmm yeah that would be really hard not like not being able to say goodbye to any of your friends and you know like um yeah wow uh that is a crazy story, and it sounds really hard. My heart actually is like hurting a little bit for you because that would be really, really, really hard experience.
2: Yeah,
1: you know, and I, I think the thing is, is like, I just, you know, like, it, it, it really the hard piece was like it just exacerbated. Like, there people have definitely gone through harder shit. You know what I mean? Like, sure, you know, I, but. but um, I, I, think the thing for me is it just really sort of exacerbated those like underlying, you know, like the, the self-doubt stuff that I think everyone has to some degree. I just, I think I heaped on more on my plate. Like I got a second helping of like, oh, I'm kind of a piece of shit, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, uh, which you're not. No, no. I mean, that's, but yeah, you know, that's, that's the, the point the, uh, though, is your, your brain,
0: yeah. brain tells you that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. Well, um, I, I just want to say, you know, like, eh, pu- we publicly, people, especially men, aren't so vulnerable. So, like, just to a talk about your mental health and um, be, you know, a cisgendered man, and you know, yeah. like, be like, yeah, um, yeah, you, you, you've had some mental health stuff. Like, anyway, it's a, yeah. it's just a, it's super uh, helpful for other people to hear. So. Yeah, and that. I
1: mean and honestly like, you know, like had the things not unfolded the way they have, like who knows where I would have ended up and like and I'm I'm very glad like it you know, like it was a that's a hard experience to go through and it's been, you know, interesting sort of not wanting to go through it again and then sort of having to go through it again. But, you know, like ultimately, like all of those things are sort of like how what led me to where I am today. And mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm very, very, very happy with like the way my life has turned out. And mm-hmm. um, and so it's nice to kind of be able to look back and and take things that I just sort of like I just sort of blocked off and been like, well, this is, you know, um, this was a before time. And I, you know, I yeah. disliked the way that I handled myself back then. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, the way I responded to all those, you know, all all that trauma and whatnot. And now, you know, being able to kind of go back and, and look on it, you know, a little more kindly and a little more like, like with some distance and go like, oh yeah, like, of course, like I acted this way or I, you know, like, of course I hated going to school. Like, (laughs) of course I hated all these things that you know, I, in reality, I don't hate, I just like, I was hurting, you know, kind of a thing. And yeah. anyway, so like, yeah. it's nice to be able to kind of put those and, and see those you know, more objectively. And um, yeah, yeah. You know, but Ugh,
0: I want to give eighth grade Spencer a hug. <laughs> That's what I want to do.
1: Yeah, dude, I, I do too. <laughs> <laughs> And ninth uh, grade and tenth grade. You
0: know. Yeah. Oh God. God. Even I mean, high school in and of itself is just you know brutal. Like whatever. Yeah. Just a, oh yeah. God. Just yeah. T- Not 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 a fun experience. <laughs> and the thing is, no, like, that- we're all like you know just stumbling or like fumbling around, like pretty, pretty like just trying to make our way and do our best and awkward as fuck and
2: yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, but yes, yeah. Yeah. Some of and obviously we have different experiences, all of us. Um, but yeah, it's a tough time anyway. All yeah. you know, on top of having to go through some r- real shit. Um. Yeah. Wow. Um, how are well, you? Like. How really? am I? Like really? Okay. I'm speaking of self doubt. I don't know what it is. I'm like swimming in it.
1: Yeah. it it, it's hard like you know like and this i think maybe this is maybe you have the same thing it's weird i'm not a per. like i like you know like i like being out there and i like doing stuff you know like i i like you know being on you know on stage as it were yeah yeah i very much don't like being like vulnerable on stage um (laughs) you know like uh, so it's it, it i think it's hard when you put your when you're on a platform and you you know like you put out content like you do
0: yeah and you yeah. put
1: yourself out there you know it's you're putting yourself out to be judged you know yeah. and it's yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna have a morning cry with you sorry yeah <laughs> you know i'm like um God, I'm trying a lot of new things right now. I might cut this out. I probably, I probably yeah. won't. I probably won't. Yeah. But um, I'm just, you know, trying a bunch of new shit right now. And I'm like, ooh, am I doing okay with it? Am I sucking? Am I like, is this the right path? Whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, and so I know that's where the growth is. You know, I think that's why it feels uncomfortable and like, yeah. Anyway, like, I went for a run this morning to try to work off all- through all that shit, and I didn't completely completely work through it
1: i yeah yeah you're a runner uh,
0: yeah i mean i'm a pseudo runner i'm I, i'm a runner I'm actually i mean i am i'm i'm um i'm back at it you know and i'm gonna be um running a ha- half marathon in april and so
1: nice dude, Yeah. awesome
0: yeah sorry about the tears man um are you so you're a runner?
1: Uh, I am. Um, so that is, that is one of the self care things. So I, I got into running because all my coworkers are like ultra marathon runners oh, yeah. and they were like, <laughs> and I, I just, I don't know. I was bored with weightlifting cause I don't, I don't like it enough to want to do it. You know, it's one of those yeah. where I'm like, all right, I got to go to the gym today, right. uh, maybe tomorrow. Maybe I'll go tomorrow like the gym right. is really hard to get into. And uh, there's always that one guy who like occupies the squat rack way too long, <laughs> you know, like and there's only fucking one squat rack. <laughs> and so you just stand there on your phone for like 30 minutes going like, come on, dude, God, like fucking move on, you move know? it along. Uh, and So, you know, then suddenly you find yourself. You're like, all right, tomorrow I'll just go. And then, you know, it's been a month. <laughs> and you're like, wow, poof, tomorrow is always a day away. The Beatles were right. <laughs> Yeah. You
0: know, um, oh my god that's great
1: yeah so i the nice thing you know like running um once i figured out how to be a runner i enjoyed it and yeah. the, i think the thing i found is like because i remember running and going like how the fuck do people like this yeah because it's it's just like you're out of breath it sucks you're hot. you know it's like yeah. freezing out and you're still like why am i so sweaty yeah. um i i googled I, here's how i became a runner i googled how do people enjoy running? Because I hate it. And there was some, there was one page where the guy was like, just run slower, like run at a pace that you would actually show up and do this the next day. Like if you come back just exhausted and you're like, fuck this, I hate it. Why would you do it? Right. Um, So yeah, I, I became a runner um, basically by doing that. (laughs) It's just like, all right, this guy on Google says run slower. And it turns out that that ended up being like a really true thing. And uh uh, and I need races. I need to sign up for races. Otherwise, I don't have the pressure to like hold me to anything.
0: Same, same, same. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> running is is a love, love, hate thing. But you know, yeah. you, you get into it. Like I was in a spell where I was like, how do I run faster? Well, turn you mm-hmm. have to, you have to run more.
2: Just yeah,
0: run, run with more frequency. You know. Yeah. Uh, and, anyway. and hills. And hills and hill climbing and all of it. (laughs) So I'm in the like, I have not been, you know, like I, like when the 20, when March of 2020 hit, the world fell apart. It was like, fuck, I'm not going to run. Are you fucking out of your mind? Like I'm going to drink too much and ponder my mortality and wonder when I'm going to (laughs) die, you know? So then I I just wasn't as healthy, you know?
1: Oh, for sure. So,
0: Uh, I'm anyway, so I'm just, I'm back, back, back in the saddle again. Nice.
1: It feels good. But like, that's, I think the thing that I I like about it when I, with, you know, sort of the newer approach or, you know, when you're like, you know what, I need to do this again. Like, it feels good. You feel accomplished. You feel a sense of like, all right, where I, what I'm trying to do now is because I spend so much of my run trying to not be there in my head, you know, because it's like, because my body just goes like, Hey, this thing we're doing it sort of sucks right now. Like this is, this isn't comfortable. This sucks. Like, you know, I want to listen to a podcast or like yeah. listen to music to pull myself out of it and distract yeah. myself. Um, and now I'm trying to do this thing where I like swing into it, where I just, I'm like, this is all, you know, like, this is the all encompassing thing and oh. and be more present for it um, mm-hmm. to, to see if I can find a way to enjoy it that way. Uh, because um yeah like i don't know i i i watched the alpinist have yes, you seen that movie i have i love
0: like, that. that movie oh
1: yeah like i i just i spent the entire movie going like why can't i have something as pure as this like dead guy has you know <laughs> like <laughs> i want i want this you know like i want that sense of just like there's nothing else there's only me the only thing i have to worry about is like myself in this run in this moment and yeah. uh I want to get lost in that and so I'm trying to find a way to to do that.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's a beautiful thing. I think, you know, we we don't really spend much time in the now and, you know, doing that calls us puts us in the now. Like you could when you're running you're like, "Oh, there's a little bird or a little tree or like I'm Yeah. you know, I can feel the air on my face or the sweat run down my back or I don't know whatever <laughs> it is, but it Holds you in the present. And I feel like that's the Zen.
1: Right. That's, that's the moment. That's, that's the thing. Yeah. That is. So the the, thing. Yeah. You're a better runner than me already. Like with the, <laughs> like you, you found that. And I want, well, that. I'm envious. that's,
0: that's my, med- I meditate. So that's where I find that a lot, you know, nice. is in, and I have fleeting moments of like, like, okay, I'm, Right here, and it feels good for this moment. Like, and I'm like, wow. Yeah. And then that moment's gone. <laughs> <laughs> <You're>
1: right, but <laughs> the run ends.
0: <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Anyway, um, wow. Thank you for just first of all, just flowing with my tears and going on a tangent there. Um, I um, I wonder about like we're gonna go into your paramedic life. When, yeah. when did you decide, how did you decide you wanted to be a paramedic? Like what, what was that journey like?
1: Um, so it, it was kind of, it's a, it's a long journey. Um, it, so it started with me moving back to the States and, uh, attending public school and going like, Wow, I fucking hate public school. Like, I really, I, you know, like, I have ADHD already. And yeah. like, I, I, the part of me kind of wonders if like I was under medicated at the time. Uh,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and uh, so I just, I, like, I really just, nothing about school really like called to me. Like, I enjoyed writing classes and, you know, sort of like that, that type of piece. Um,
0: yeah.
1: But like, there was no part of me that was like, man, I can't wait to take like what I'm doing right now and be an adult and like sit in a like a giant cubicle farm and like continue to do something that's not quite this but similar to this yeah uh like i it just it sounded like the worst thing in the world it was really depressing um Mm. and i remember i was i was gonna skip school one day um to engage in some improper coping behaviors and uh (laughs) um and I remember there was like a bus that was going to a program, like a skill center program. And this is sort of like a vocational training outside of um, outside of the classroom. And I remember someone like, I was like, Ooh, I could take the hit on my attendance or I could like take this thing and like, go see what these other programs that like aren't in school all day. You know, mm-hmm. So I'd show up to school for half the day and then presumably hop on a bus and go to the skill center and do whatever vocational training thing. And so I went there and I, I you know kind of looked around at the different programs they had and like there was a police officer one and I went like eh. you know, like the highlight was essentially like somebody tases you as a demonstration and I was like this is a long like this is way too long of a course with a lot of legalese just to like for that one like that moment you know of like tasing right um and you know likewise there were like hospitality ones where they're like so we're gonna trace each other on this piece of paper you know like and it's it's like wow. All right. Kindergarten and high school. This seems okay. too low. And yep. then they had, they had a fire science one and it had like fire and, you know, like people doing like weird square pushups and like being oh. outside and doing stuff. And I, I went like, okay, like I had an uncle who was a firefighter and a family friend who was a firefighter growing up. And I went like, ah, this is you know, like, and you know, this is something like, man, my parents might get behind, you know, like other people yeah. might be like, you know, the people who, you know, I, i was like they're judging me they'll be like man nice he chose a cool program so i signed up for it and um i i learned in that time that i don't want to be a firefighter particularly i i still didn't really feel like i belonged i was you know i didn't i didn't do the program well um yeah because they want you to like come in and do ride-alongs and like I was just the weird I was I was the weird sort of immature kid, you know, like it's just like I what, like I already do like enough running and pushups because I'm like this goofy, you know, fuck. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so I was like, I don't want to come in here and like subject myself to more punishment like after school. Why would anybody want that? Right. And so, you know, like I kind of I did it for two years um, and I was glad like it got me out of school. But, you know, the the classroom setting setting. And right, I, right, right. I, And I did well, like in that program, I, I maintained, you know, good grades, but I just remember going like, you know, they're doing like, Hey, it takes about 10 years for somebody to become a firefighter, like out of, out of school. Like it's a long time to want to do it. And I remember looking at all the kids around me who were just like, you know, they're, they're, they're salivating for that position. And I was sort of like, I guess I could do this. It was like, well, then I'm probably not going to get hired, like if this oh. is how competitive mm-hmm. it is. And I'm yeah. sort of like eh, then, you know. Uh, but one of the things they brought up um, was there was a discussion about EMS and I was like, that just sort of intrigued me enough. Um, mm-hmm. And so that was something that I was like, oh, I'll do that. Like, that'll be my college job, um, you know, like I'll work on an ambulance. I, and that's sort of what I thought it was. I thought it was just sort of like a college job that you could do on the side. But, you know, like there's be that one kid who's like, yeah, I work at, uh, you know, I'm a barista before class, right. you know, on this day. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I'd be like, yeah, I work on an ambulance. EMT, just save somebody's life. Sorry, the paper's late, professor. You know, just doing CPR <laughs> instead of writing. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, my
0: God. It's amazing.
1: Yeah. So that was sort of like, I was like, well, that'll be my college job. Um, you know, that that was sort of what I thought of it, because I, what I really wanted to do um, in high school, uh, I remember like reading George Carlin and, you know, yeah. like really getting into stand up comedy and like being like just profoundly affected by by, you know, by that stuff. And so my real goal originally was to be a stand up comic um, awesome. out of high school. Um, and then, you know, the EMT, EMS stuff was sort of like my plan B. Um, mm-hmm. and I don't know, as I, as I kind of got more into, into it and realized like, oh man, this is a lot of work and it's, it's, it's hard to be a, you know, like a budgeting comedian <laughs> and yeah. like, uh, w- or I could do this thing where I like might get a paycheck called you know going into like being an emt and so i i put my money into that and i'm I'm glad i did because i did my first ride along and you know like that sense of like man i really just don't fit anywhere um i mean right off right after my first ride along like i found my place i was like these fucking people are so sarcastic and like (sighs) you know funny and mean and like really sort of like hyper into like you know everything's sort of like just 15 percent higher you know
2: yeah yeah
1: <laughs> um and i was just like this, this is the, oh my god this is where i belong and, I, the, and that was sort of like that's what set it off for me it was just like i found my people i found my place and i was like i was really interested like and i had like a phenomenal ride-along in retrospect like most students just sort of like sit around on a you know in a parking lot in the back of an ambulance going like all right uh, so when do we go on a call oh right you know, yeah, because, you know, there's nothing. It's the student, you know, it's the student white cloud effect. You know, you'll get right, like right, ma- right. You'll get maybe like a BLS transfer. You're like, I yeah. swear paramedics do stuff sometimes. But yeah. like, we had a we had a STEMI, you know, the guy walk in. It's a big old guy. And he's like, I have an elephant on my chest. And fucking
2: Classic. that's exactly
1: what he said. I right, I was like, wow, just like the book said it would be, you know, oh my God. And, uh, you know, I do remember like the paramedic looking at me like, can you turn on the oxygen for me? And you know, like me sweating bullets like, oh, man, like, I think I can. I hope, I, you know. Yes,
0: I'm going to try. I'm going to do it.
1: <laughs> um, and, You know, then like we went on the altered mental status. It was ended up being like a guy with low blood sugar. But I looked at that guy and I was like, look at that guy on drugs, you know, because he had fucking marks all over his arm. And, I, you know, so I'm over there being like this judgy as shit, dude, just like, yeah, you know the family members like what's wrong with him you know we're i'm just yeah. like in my head i'm like probably drugs uh, you know I've seen meth, meth will do that, you know, and then they fix his blood sugar and the guy turns out he's a welder and he's like, every time my blood sugar goes low, people think I'm like on, meth. like, he's just broke down and started crying. He's like, everyone thinks I'm on meth because I have these fucking pock marks on my arm because he doesn't heal because he's diabetic, you know, like,
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, shit. Well, and he's oh. a welder. And it was
1: like, oh, man. So, yeah, I just had this like incredible experience. Um, You're like,
0: mm, maybe things aren't what you think they are
1: yeah it was eye-opening so um and that yeah that really I just kind of I was like yeah fuck comedy I want to put all this stuff into this like this is where it's gonna be and uh and then slowly but surely I did it it took me about five years to get a two-year degree but like don't worry mom I got it (laughs) got it in the end
0: (laughs) you you did you did did uh did you ever I have to ask you this did you ever do any stand-up shows did you write skits and do that?
1: Yeah. I, oh, I mean, absolutely. If, you know, like I, Sketches I, I went to, I want to open mic nights, um, and um, I, you know, struggled. I, I, the worst thing that can happen. It's sort of like when you go to the casino. Like the worst thing that happens is you win your first time because you're like, this is it. All right. Like this is how I make money. Blackjack. You know. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yes.
1: Um. And so like, I remember going to my first open mic night and I, you know, like I basically had just sort of made this riff that, you know, like you, you watch, like I watched Comedy Central and I was like, look at all these comics up there. They have sort of this like simple flow, you know, you know, little joke, little joke, little joke, big joke, you know? Yeah. And so it's like I'll all construct my five minute set the same way, you know, and I practiced it, um, had it down. And then I went to this open mic night um, and I, I went through the whole thing and it's just like dead silence at all the parts where i was like man no one is laughing at any of this shit you know like it was the internal i remember interrupting myself at some point and just being like wow guys this is hard and then like all the all the you know because you're essentially performing to a bunch of comics like so they really don't give a shit you know it's they're just they're like yeah hurry up i want to get my set done and they all kind of went like yeah man this is a hard thing to do but you know keep going you're doing great and so (laughs) i just kept going and then like at the end I improvised, you know, my, my punchline or whatever. Cause I was like, I said the punchline and I was like, nothing shit. So then I improvised like a little added piece and, and that delighted everybody cause they weren't expecting it. Um, cause I was choking right up until that point and everyone laughed and I went like, okay, there it is. Nailed it. And I was never able to get them to do it again. <laughs> like never, never again. And I remember like, and that's the, I think that's the thing that sucks and that sort of pulled me away from it is like, it's such a competitive thing, like even and if you're talented, which I'm not saying I was at all, um, but like if you are talented, like you, your talent, the, I think the, there's sort of this attitude, like your talent potentially puts at risks somebody else's a talent. And so they like, there's this co- competition there. You know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. a lot of ego kind of on the line with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just, you know, like it, it really, like, I didn't find any kind of like, you know, anyone who was like, yeah, man, like you did great. You know, put it, it, was, it was a lot of like, I, I just, I felt like I was alone. You know, you're either, if you, if you do great, then you're the envy of other people. If you do yeah. poorly, then you're a stepping stone that other people like get to kind of push down. And it just, it felt like such a dark thing. Um, and I just, you know, and like, and yeah. it, it, it and I didn't find that in EMS, you know, like I found that a lot of people are really, you know, like they, they pulled me up, they, they pulled me along, they helped me out, you know, they, they took an interest. Um, And it was so, it, it, you know, like that's, you know, another perk to becoming a paramedic.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that is, I, I love that you found that for yourself. I love that, um, in, in EMS provided you that space where you're like, oh, this is, this is, this is my jam. This is where I belong. Um, can you talk a little bit about your trajectory? So you found, you became an, what, you become an EMT and then I yeah. don't know, I know there's a lot of different like.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I became an EMT in 2006. Um, and I, uh, and then I, you know, couldn't work anywhere cause I had this horrible driving record cause I kept speeding and like driving without insurance. Um, and, <laughs> uh, and then I, you know, like and the shitty part is like, I get pulled over every six months and, uh, then like the ticket I would get would be the cost of like what insurance would cost, you know? So oh, it was like,
0: <laughs> make, you had to make a choice, right?
1: Yeah. Um, and you know, and I was just like, well, so far every six months I'm paying an insurance rate as a ticket. This is fine. I'll continue to do this.
2: It's <laughs> the worst. It's
1: the dumbest thing. Um but um I yeah, and I I just I, I I became an EMT and I when I finally got hired on um at an ambulance company, I was doing like medical transport stuff, and I really wanted to like I really wanted to get on the ambulance and you know like and and get to you know, have the daily adventure that, you know, the, the paramedics and the EMTs that got to work on the ambulance got to have. Um, and so I, you know, I knew that I would need to become a, a paramedic and, you know, like I picked up shifts every now and then, but it was just enough to sort of like wet the mouth and, and also be terrifying. Cause it's like, I, you know, um, it, when you're a new EMT, like all you have is EMT school. And then like, you go out and you're like, none of this is like uh, the books, you know, like the, the one right along I did where I was like that, the, all right, right out of the book, this guy's, you know, elephant on my chest. Like then everything else sets that moment. It's like been the opposite of that. It's like, yeah, it's, you know, it's like, well, it's not chest pain really, you know? And you're like, oh, okay, but it's chest something, you know, like, right. you know, and they're like, yeah, I don't know. It's like, it's not shortness of breath. It's not, I don't know. You know, and we all know now you're like, okay, it's a chest thing. Like, how bad is this chest thing on a scale of zero to 10? You, you know, the yeah. questions to sort of like ask. Um, and so like, yeah, as an EMT, I'm riding along and I, I just, you know, doing, you know, working on an ambulance and I, I just I never got to really feel like I got enough of it. Um, and so I got into a paramedic program um just really like put everything i had on that um you know because like i have this neurosis thing where like you know some of this is probably from just being you know an adhd kid where Mm -hmm. you know like if i i'll get really into things and there's a part of me that's like i'm going to give up on this in about like two months time you know like something will happen where i'll stop doing this yeah um and i you know like i really didn't want that to be the case you know because like my entire life I felt like I've, I've given up on a lot of things or my parents, you know, they'll be like, ah, you were lazy. Like you didn't finish this because you were lazy. And it's like, it's sort of true. It's just, it's harder for me, you know, like if I don't feel passionate about something to want to continue it. Yeah. Um, and so I dived into the paramedic program, um, just on sheer coffee. And like, if I, and I was working, I think as a security guard at, you know, 1.4 casinos, um, uh, after I got my EMT cert because um, that's the only place that could hi- hire me and like <laughs> may encounter some kind of medical something or yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. Um, this and guy so, knows what to do. Yeah. Nope. As it turns out. Um, <laughs> but uh, I remember, you know, telling myself like, like this is it. You, you dive in here or you become a security guard for like the rest of your life or like that, you know. And so I, I just, I was like, oh my God, I don't want to ever work at that place again. Like, so I, really just sort of pushed myself through it. Um, And yeah, then I became a paramedic and I was just so excited about like finally getting to be on an ambulance and like do the job and, and, you know, live that sort of daily adventure. And, um, and yeah, that's all I ever, That's all I wanted. And so like, originally my trajectory was just like be an ambulance paramedic step three profit. Like there, (laughs) there wasn't any like, you know, plan. (laughs) Um yeah. I just I wanted to I wanted to have fun and I wanted to be you know like a a para you know a, just a paramedic and I wanted to like have those partnerships that I you know you'd read you know like I'd read about in books or you know like seen on you know TV where you know like that kind of stuff um uh so eventually what happened was um I you know like I got promoted to senior medic which means I could work with other paramedics that like were newer and then I really enjoyed training um the more i kind of got into you know like deeper into you know what paramedicine was about and had more of that under underneath me um and so i i became a a field training officer um and then uh my you know the company of course they're like oh look at this guy he's kind of an up-and-comer and they're like would you like management and i kind of went like well that's you know i never thought of myself as a manager before but you know like People I, you know, like looked up to were telling me like, yeah, you should do this natural step. Come on. Um, And so I fell into that, which I regretted (laughs) pretty strongly.
0: (laughs) I am also a recovering manager. Well, yeah, yeah. 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 I I mean, mean, well, I was an assistant nurse manager, so. But, yeah, uh, yeah
1: and, I, and to be clear, I was a field supervisor instead of like the salaried supervisors, which just oh, okay. meant like they're like, "Hey, you're going to be a supervisor on this night shift." Oh, and now you're going to be a supervisor on the day shift. Oh, and, you know, today you're going to be out on the car. Up oh, now we need you to be a supervisor again. Yeah, like that kind of stuff. Um mm-hmm. so I didn't have like all the details, like all the duties that like, you know, my co-host Chris had when he was a supervisor.
2: Oh, yeah. Um,
1: but uh I had enough to where I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't like it. Like there were, I mean, there are parts that like, I like where you get to go out and you're like, Hey guys, you didn't have this stuff before and your job sucked, but here you go. I have oh. brought you the thing that makes your job better. Now a battery for your gurney so that it can actually go up and down without you having to like lift 150 pounds on top of your patient. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. Kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but I, there were a lot of things that I didn't like, which is, you know, like you go like, hey, I, I really don't like the, the this particular thing that we're doing as a company, and they go like, yeah, but you're going to do it because you're our supervisor, and you get to, you know, and it's like, oh, but so it's weird, you know, yeah. telling people they're going to do a thing that you like just vehemently disagree with, mm-hmm. um, and that was that was that was I, that was hard for me, um, but I mean, the the thing that was nice is through that. I ended up taking a critical care course and I f- really became sort of like, I was like, Oh my God, I'm intrigued. I felt like that spark again for yeah. you know critical care. Um, and I wanted to sort of explore where that went. Um, and that, that was what got me into flight um, and, and, you know, faced with the decision of like, do I be a supervisor and and progress down that management role? Or do I like dive back into the medicine, which I really liked um, and, you know, go flight Uh, those, that was sort of the, like the choice I ended up having at some Mm -hmm. point. And I, I decided I was like, yeah, I'm going to go into flight. (laughs) It sounds way better. (laughs) It sounds more interesting than (laughs) trying to figure out like HR, payroll, operational, boring stuff. (laughs)
0: Like, and that, you know, and I mean, in our world, flight nursing anyway, is like the top, top creme de la creme kind of thing you can do. It's the most coveted kind of like, (gasps) flight. Whoa. So, I mean, it must be the same for flight paramedic, right?
1: I think, I, I, yeah. I mean, I definitely think that there is that sort of like mentality with it. I, I don't know whether it's deserved or not. Um, and it, I'll, I'll explain, cause I think there are some misconceptions with flight, but okay. it's interesting. Like it, it definitely like for paramedic, there are far less, um, opportunities I I'd say is probably the, the best word for it. Like with nursing, it's like, I want to, I want to be a nurse. I want to make a lot of money, but I don't want to work in an emergency department and the you know they like well you can go work in this clinic you can go work like oh here's this pacu um mm-hmm. that you can you know sit in and make a, a ton of money and just sort of like yeah. hey man your surgery's done time to get out <laughs> <You know. laughs> right um you know or there's the icu there's you know like there's all these sort of like spots open and for paramedic it's like oh are you going to be a paramedic on an ambulance or for a fire department or do you want to be a manager or do you want to be flight and you know like i think a lot of people are like yeah i want to be flight um it's so like just because like the other ones like you could you could be a you know like a lot of people do they become like firefighter paramedics or you know firefighters and they they fucking love it and like that's awesome you know you if you find your place where you're happy like yeah. you know by all means you know, it's just that wasn't where i found it for me um and likewise I I think there are probably even less people who are like "Mm, sitting in a passenger or driver's seat of an ambulance for like 30 years. Like, fuck, yeah, that's my cup of tea. Like, I don't think there are very many of those. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's like if you're going to stay in EMS for any length of time, you're kind of left with like the two options. or three options, which are you become a firefighter, you become a manager or you, you know, like, or you go into flight. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think those are sort of like where those, you know, like those limited opportunities end up. And so like, I could see, you know, people thinking like flight is the top of the line and it's a cool job. I love my job. Um, but it, you know, like it, it I think they're, they're definitely, it, it, it's interesting that flight is like the creme de la creme for nursing, because like there's a lot of flight nursing spots open. Um, and I, I, like, I, I remember talking to one of our flight nurses, uh and asking because we'd hired some people some flight nurses that like i was like oh man i really like these people like i hope they stay and a a couple of them kind of left you know and and there were a lot of different reasons but um i remember talking to um you know one of the the like our coworkers, and she was saying like um that you know like she's like it's just this is a harder job for a lot of reasons because like it kind of goes against like like in a hospital and i'd be curious about your thoughts on this like hmm. in a hospital setting you you know like if you work 7 a.m to 7 p.m you know her description was like if it's seven ten and i'm still at 7 10 p.m and i'm still at work like that is a scandalous thing you know like mm. yeah you know, like it's mm-hmm. i when my shift's over i leave if there's you know hard decisions um, you know, in terms of medical care, like, you know, the, the intensivists are usually the ones to sort of dictate that, mm-hmm. um, True. you know, it's, and so it's just like, yeah, this is like a cool job, but it's a, it's a different job than like these sort of like the standard nursing dynamic where, you know, like, um, and, and I, not being a nurse myself, I have no basis for that. I'm just kind of going off of her words, you know. Um, yeah.
0: I, I I mean, it sounds like, well, yeah, in our world, you know, seven to seven thirty is our 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 shifts most of the time. Yeah, um, at least for those of us that do twelves, where I am, and you know, unless like your patient's coding or like extremely unstable, I mean, you sort of uh, or well, you kind of yeah. got to see it through, right? Like you have to kind of be there to make sure that that. I don't know. You're able to provide a safe transfer of like a handoff from nurse to nurse and, and the patient's stable ish. Or, I mean, if they're coding in when it's time for shift change, like whatever you work through that. So, but most of the time you, it is like shift work and you hand off and you try not to be late when you get out, but. But I guess yeah. if you're with in flight, you know, if it's just you, and you've got a unstable patient, it's a similar thing, right? You can't just leave in the middle of them.
1: Yeah, I I guess sort and of like here's it? the here, here's the here's sort of the way that she phrased it. She's like you know like she's like essentially you know as the as the flight nurse. You know, working with a flight paramedic, you know, in our company, I I like the approach our company has So, like, it's not like this isn't the nurse's patient with like the paramedic assisting like this is both of your patients. You you know, like you both work together on this. But a a lot of the a lot of the nurses I've worked with have been like, yeah, it's great. But on paper, like the nursing degree is still the higher certification. And they're like, so like if there were some kind of liability you know, like the people that are likely going to be, and again, I have no basis of like actual fact, but this is just sort of like a persistent mentality that's sort of perpetuated that I've encountered where they're like, yeah, I'm, like I'm still the higher level of care. And there is this sense of like, this will fall on my shoulders. Like if we make a mistake and you have to make decisions in those moments for that patient without being able to, without having the resource of like a doctor to run stuff by to you know sort of like hey we want to start you know we're going to start leave a fed on this patient we've given them you know like uh, we're basically just going right to leave a fed they've already been fluid resuscitated etc um and you know like those things in you know like you know they're like yeah we just like we have to make those decisions and like be open to the possibility like we could be wrong and held accountable for that mm-hmm. and then you know you're also doing it in a dynamic situation and i think that's the piece that i like about really like about flight is like you don't know where you're like you don't know where you're going to be doing patient care where you're going to be end up you know it's it's very just this sort of like uncontrolled you know shitty environment that you have to you know deal with and work through and work in (laughs) so Um, now
0: you're like so now what now what? yeah
1: oh and it, and you know like and there are times where you you know like you're doing patient care and it just it feels like you're drowning you know like you're just like oh my god like we are at the limit of like being able to help this person uh, you know oh my god the you know like w- let's hopefully we can get some air and then like you know the next shitty thing happens and suddenly you're like your head is just plunged back underwater you're like fuck um <laughs> And then, of course, all of this is, you know, like, it's like, oh, and I was supposed to get off work like three hours ago, but we're still out, you know, wherever the fuck we are. Yeah. And so, um, I you know, like, I think and one of the other one of the other hardships was they're like, and you just don't get paid as much as you would if you worked in a hospital, you know, so you're doing ICU level care, but uh, for oh. mm, not quite as much as you would make if you were in a hospital. Um, I
0: didn't I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, But I mean. But also, yeah, well, I mean, that's an interesting point. Um, Hmm. 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 Yeah, I I honestly, I admire so much of what you guys do because, like, think about this. So I'm sure you think about this, but, like, in my environment, shit's going down. Someone's trying to code or they're doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Well, you know, I've got all me and my compadres just like run on in there, and it's a team of like can't could be upwards of like twenty people, yeah. all doing all these things to try to like save someone's life, where you know in a in a aircraft, yeah, it's just you and somebody else doing your best. <laughs> I
1: I I remember my first coat of the aircraft. It was it was me and my partner. We loaded this patient up. Who right up until the point we loaded them decided, they were like, Yeah, I'm alive still. And then like I hopped in the aircraft, you know, and I started like I connected them over and I'm like, huh, that end title value dropped to 15 and their heart rate's 45. 40- fuck, their heart rate's 45. You know, and it's like, uh, ah, check for a pulse that I know isn't exist is non-existent, and it's like, fuck, now I'm doing CPR. And my partner, you know, does they do their walk around to make sure there's nothing like attached to the skids or, you know, that's gonna go into the rotor system and they hop in and i'm like hey we're doing cpr and I, you know and they essentially went like okay uh here's what we're gonna do you're gonna spike blood we're gonna do this you're gonna needle decompress i'm gonna do that you know like and so uh i got to the part of like spiking blood and i realized like not only had they done cpr but they did their needle decompression they they were giving radio report like that i was like oh I, you <laughs> you have done like Three of the four things that we had to do, and I'm over here like trying to figure the blood spiked, you know, like. But that's you know like yeah. that's I that's another hardship to it, which is like you just you have to figure out how to do things with less, um, yeah. and that could be a really like challenging part of the job. Um, but you know, again, it's. It's fun, I guess. In a yeah. Way.
0: No, I mean, so, it's, it's yeah. like, um, it's like this, like, uh, ch- I mean, it's a total challenge of like, okay, you're given these circumstances with this patient with this scenario, try to figure it out and go.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And you know, and you do the best you can with what you have, and I mean, the, what you're able to do is pretty damn incredible.
1: Yeah, it, I it, think. It, I, I think so. It's a lot of fun. Um, I I think like I think one of the things that like people get in their heads about like the flight job, especially like, you know, like in myself, you know, I walked out into the field going like ah, flight paramedic. I don't I, I don't have a hero complex, you know, like I, I enjoy like helping people and I enjoy going out into but really like the 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 thing I like about being a paramedic is like every day is different. You, you know, like you don't know where you're, you get essentially like a passport into someone else's life. You know, like mm. you, you, you get to travel around, you get to see what, like how other people live, you know, like in an environment that they're in, you know, like you can have the person who, you know, like totally, definitely slipped on the, you know, the, the sex toy and, uh, you know, it just happened, you know, to line up, you know, right.
0: Perfectly. <laughs> um, and now perfectly. perfectly got you know,
1: like, Man there. weird. Yeah. And, you know, like, and they come into the ER And that's, you know, like that's its own thing, but like, it's different to like go on that patient and then like, look at the wall in their house and be like, oh, you use the small one. Okay. Like, got it. You know, like, it's, it's, it's (laughs) a different experience. You know, it's like you get to see, you know, you're going into the the super nice house where they're like, oh, can you put on these like little booties so that you don't scuff the floor? We just had the floor done, you know, and you're like, yeah, I will totally come help your stroked out grandma, but like, yeah, I will wear the booties. Um, or, or, you know, likewise, you're, you're going into like the crack house and you know, you're like, wow, don't touch anything. (laughs) Like, do you guys have booties? I would like some booties to walk through your floor. (laughs) Um, and so you just get such a varied, you know, every day is different and you get to see, you know, humanity in, in all its forms. And I, I think that's a really cool thing. Um, the the, the flight is a completely different beast from that. You know, everyone sort of comes in with this like, oh, it's gonna you're like you're the hero. You're like the special forces of EMS. You know, you're right. called in for the hard jobs, and it's like that's most of the time. Like I'm called in because there's an ICU patient who needs to go to this other ICU. You know, um, I, or we go on EMS calls, there's scene calls, but like honestly, most of the time, the paramedics that like will respond and they've already done like all the things. You know, like it's like hey we've got like 30 ivs in this guy we've got 5 et tubes um you know you're like <laughs> what okay you know they're like e- everything's been bandaged you know you're picking up a mummy with like all the iv access you know they're they're intubated they've done all the stuff and all you're really there is to like get them to the hospital faster which is fine like that's what it's supposed to be you know that's where we're, yeah. we're reduce time you know to get somebody to definitive There's, care sure. but like that if you're if you're looking for the like I want other you know if you're looking for glory there isn't a lot of glory in that you know what I mean mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Y- yeah, essentially yeah, I'm just yeah. like pushing fentanyl looking at the vital signs and then like oh wow the mountains are out today like that's really cool you know <laughs> that's
0: <laughs> I mean it sounds like a good gig I mean like it's like a beautiful thing like I mean
2: it,
0: the transfer of the stably sick icu patient i mean that sounds good i I, I say what you're saying though it's not all like uh, like
1: yeah ah. no it's i mean like i think if you really want to enjoy flight you know this is at least for me like there i'm sure there are many ways to enjoy flight but like for the thing I found is like, I really like critical care. I remember taking that critical care course and then it just felt like, you know, like, uh, like all the things I'd learned as a paramedic were essentially it's like, all right, uh, you bag this person. And there was no, like, there was really no discussion on like, Hey, bag gently because like over, you know, like you don't want to yeah. overpressure someone's lungs. It was just like, if they're dead, you apply this BVM to their face and you breathe, you know? Um, And it, it just felt like sort of like, they gave you rock and they're like all right here's this rock now go do this surgery (laughs) you know whereas like (laughs) it was really interesting to have you know like critical care doctors you know these like intensivists going, you know talking about um you know dic um and you know and they're like yeah so this patient could like be clotting to death and bleeding to death at the same time and you know like sitting there going like so what do we do and you know the doctor just sort of like turning to look at the board and kind of like contemplative and then like turning back and shrugging and being like uh, i guess you figure out which one's going to kill him first <laughs> it's Yeah, like that that's it that's like that's where we're at they're like yeah i don't know it's oof. anyone's yeah. guess <laughs>
2: Tough call.
1: yeah and i remember just being so fascinated by that you know and, and wanting to you know they're like yeah you can you know Deal with somebody's pH by breathing this you know, like this much or this little or you know, like all these little just tiny intricate things that you know on the on the ground ambulance you never really get to do or see because yeah. you're just you're you're often not there for that, you know. Um and so it's it's a lot more fun in that regards to like you know it's like all right let's get these esmolol boluses and like titrate the drips up oh, we got to add in the cardipine you know cuz the
2: mm-hmm.
1: person's blood pressure is way too high for their dissecting aorta yeah. um and you know and and like getting to see those effects take take place um like that's that's a really cool thing but um ground paramedic uh i think the the where i love you know, the ground paramedic piece and the, that, and this is sort of why I continue to do it is it's, it's about, you're essentially, you're just, you're, you're basically, you know, shaggy or, you know, one of the other Scooby-Doo characters riding around in a van, solving mysteries, you know, the, like showing up to a house and someone's going like, well, I just don't feel right. And having to sort of like dig through the the history and, and all of that stuff to like figure out what's going on. And there's always some challenge. There's always something that you kind of like, you know, like you get a chance to work on or make better, you know, it's like, Oh man, the last time I had a patient like this, like we got off on the wrong foot. Cause they decided to, you know, dis- they decided my name was motherfucker. And I <laughs> responded poorly to that. Like, here's a chance to kind of like try this again. Tr- you know, let's try a different tactic. Um, or a different approach or you know like and so there's always a sort of chance to like find a problem and like do better and solve it and you know like explore what's going on and see if you can you know like oh it turns out like this is a STEMI and you know like we are going to treat it this way or like oh shit this this person's having a stroke despite you know they're Otherwise, you know, a negative stroke screen, but the the speech is suddenly weird and like nothing else does that. You know what I mean? Like, so there's, there's, there's just, there's all this stuff that like as a flight medic, often somebody else has already done. And they're just like, Hey, I found stuff. Here you go. Like take that stuff to the hospital. Um, Whereas the ground, ground medic, you're, you're still getting to really do more of that stuff um, Mm -hmm. where you're, you're you're trying to solve the mystery. So I. I, Investigative. Yeah. Yeah. So um you know like i i think a lot of people they're just like they think the flight medic or the you know the flight job will be that but like they're just more badass it's like yeah i get to do all the cool shit but like also i'm in a flight suit and like mad props and respect and it's it's like no you you get to do almost none of that you'll not like you'll start an iv like once every 3 years <laughs> <laughs> you might get to <laughs> innovate somebody every so often, yeah. Uh, but like most of the time, you're just, you know, it. The the real fun is doing like those, you know, like ICU inner facilities where you're like, man, we gotta like figure out these vent settings, and like we gotta this patient keeps trying to move, and like you know they're asynchronous with the ventilator, and you know like, <laughs> or like yeah, this fucking IV alarm won't stop. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're like, what? i flushed it. I've I've um who knows what? I've straightened it oh, out. I've straightened her yeah. arm. I've whatever. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yes.
1: It, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. That's fun. Um, yeah, that's a really interesting perspective to have. Um I first I love the uh scooby doo analogy. I I just I I love it. It's like, what do you think, Scooby? Right like, <laughs> <That's,
1: laughs> you know like here's the thing, like six years of being a flight medic, and I still feel I'm like, i've uh, I don't know
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I mean totally like, yeah we we see wild, wild stuff, and sometimes I'm like i i don't i don't I don't know, you know, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, it's not nutty, nutty stuff uh okay so and totally optional up to you if you want to talk about it or not but do you have any nutty calls that have stayed with you it doesn't have to be dark you don't have to talk about a dark call if you don't want to
1: i mean you know i think there's there's absolutely always like nutty calls that you know like that and the thing i guess the thing that makes like nutty calls is really like um I mean, it' like what for, here's a question for you. Uh, let me start this. Like, do you have like, what are, what are like, what are things that happen in the ICU for you? Like what, what would make like a nutty call for you? It, like in your setting?
0: Oh, um, Oh, I have to be careful about H HPI. Uh,
1: uh, totally, totally.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, sometimes we have experiences where we have like nutty things or like, oh wow we're having an or at the bedside where something emergent is happening and um totally out of the norm and yeah like for me i i'll i will i will change details but the, the when i was i don't know maybe i don't know 7 somewhere between 7 and 10 years ago i was um working with a patient who had, um, a, a leak, a, a gas, a gastric leak. Um, oh, okay. and so they had extreme, um, peritonitis and, uh, there, you know, we were just like dumping fluid, dumping, dumping fluid, like liters and liters and liters and their pressure wasn't budging and they were on like max pressers and they were, um, uh, lactate was like super high, like 20. And, uh, so the yeah. surgeon decided, well, we're going to, um, I'll open this woman up at the bedside and we're going to run her bowels and we're going to see what's, what's dead. So there was something that was dead in there. And so they cut it out, but like, like I'll never forget. I'll, I have her intestines like blown yeah. up like balloons, um, so edematous they were translucent like that is in like that was a nutty call that was really like not a call but that was an experience where it was like all hands on deck and we're trying to save this person's life and uh she lived she lived like she she made it through that she was really um in a tough spot for a long time yeah afterwards but um yeah, that was w- wild,
1: wild. <laughs> it sounds wild. It sounds absolutely crazy. Like from the, you, you know, normally like the calm of the ICU where you, you know, you walk in and everything's like, boop, boop, you know, and then somebody <laughs> will like look up from a desk and be like, oh, okay, you're br- oh, you're bringing us work, shit. That um, yeah, sounds <laughs> nuts to have, you know, just like everybody in the room and, you know, the doctors going like, all right, uh, fuck it. We're cutting up here. Like we're doing this now. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where are yeah. all the OR supplies, you know, when like, uh, yeah, and everyone like st- sterility, you know, you do the best you can with sterility, you know, drapes and all that stuff. <laughs> like, oh, God, I'm incompetent. Get me out of here. You know, I mean, oh, cause yeah. it, it's a totally different team setting, right, where s- they have to take over because that's their scope. Like that's what they do. And, and, um, so yeah, it can be like, okay, I'm having, that's the thing about the ICU, which I think is insane. Like you're like, okay, great. We're having this, like, I think these things are, you know, I've got two patients and they're, this is what I think is happening with them. And then all of a sudden someone just decides to go off the rails and, uh, you know, they're, <clears throat> as we love to say, trying to die. And you're like, yeah. wait, what? Oh, man. Um, but the the great thing is that we work a lot of these. We see a lot of the same emergencies a lot. Yeah. So they just sort of play out in different ways. Uh, yeah. So you're like, whoa. Okay. All right. Well, that was crazy, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, like, the, the so the calls that, you know, stand out in your system, like to you were the ones where like, you have to kind of like break out of those, like those norms where it's like yeah. the operational norms you have, yeah, you know, exactly. now you're operating sort of like outside of those. Yeah. And I, I, it really, like, that's the same thing for like EMS calls is like, and I think we're just, we encounter that we're more often likely to encounter those just because, you know, like the environment that you work in is more controlled than the Absolutely. environment that we end up working in, you know? Um, but like, it, like all the calls that stand out to me, like, and there's a ton of them, you know what I mean? Like i there's no, there's a p- endless supply of like nutty yeah. calls. Um, but like th- they all have that sort of like common feature, which is like, I just, man, I was like, I was overwhelmed. And you know, like sometimes through the calls were like, I was overwhelmed and like, Holy shit, I hit a flow state and like everything just fell into line. I mean, like, and that's really like, that's, that's That's the dream. That's part of of you know like being a paramedic is like you do you hit those you know that, that there's enough pressure that sort of like makes everything kind of like oh shit I, need, I should probably respond to this like well and you get into that flow state and everything sort of like works or there's times where you know like it, it's overwhelming and you're like at, the fact that you came through it is just like pure luck between you and the patient you know yeah um, yeah um, one of my first calls, I remember this like it was a very new paramedic and I got put in a remote spot. Um essentially the company was like, "Yeah, you probably got this." And I didn't know better and I went like, "Yeah, okay. Like I'll go work as like I'm the only paramedic up in this area, you know. Um and we ended up going on a uh, a logging truck had gone off the road on this highway. Um and uh it, you know there it, 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 it was you know, level one motor vehicle accident which is like the highest level of you know like it's it's the oh fuck of you know the defcon four of <laughs> motor vehicle accidents apparently shit. and i remember like sitting in the front passenger seat just going like no 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 like i don't want to be on this call and as we're hurtling down this highway to respond to it you know, so the truck this you know truck went off the road and there was weird shit in the feet like read back to like there's a car underneath the the log pile and i'm like uh, and i'm just you know like i just i remember yeah. going like oh god like i don't there's no preparation that i could you know it's like right my partner's going like all right man like i'll get life flight going we'll get like we're, and i'm just like yeah, okay okay because i don't know i don't know what to do and so we got out there and i see this log truck it went off this it went off this like sort of down this embankment and lodged into these trees um, and I mean, it was, you know, the, the cab was smashed, the logs, had all shifted forward. And, uh, there was a you know, person there on scene holding wow. a first aid kit. And, and I remember talking to them. I'm like, is there like, ha, so how many cars are like involved in this? And he was like, I think it's just the truck. And I was like, I heard there were cars. And he went like, uh, I, I, I don't know. And so I climbed down the embankment because that was, it was like, I don't, I don't know what else to do. I guess I should find out how many like patients I have. so i climbed down this embankment there's this kid who's hanging out the front um driver like driver cab on the passenger side and he's screaming he's just like screaming yelling um and i kind of went like okay well there's one patient and then there was a um you know a gentleman who was laying next to him kind of turned to the side who wasn't moving Mm -hmm. and i went okay there's probably two and I went over to the other side, you know, to, to look at the log pile to see if there was a car because I was like, there's a car under here. And a, like in my head, I'm like, and it's going to be like a fucking clown car. Like there's going to be yeah. like 80 patients in it somehow. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and it turns out there was no car that was just bad information that had happened. And so then I went over to, you know, back to where the, you know, the two uh, victims were, two patients were. Um and you know the the father ended it was ended up being this uh, the the one patient's father who was driving um he was dead um oh. they dead right there and so then it was just this kid who was who essentially partially ejected but trapped um and they couldn't get him out but you know like he was essentially pinned by his like hamstring like he was like oh uh, yeah the i mean like here's <laughs> Uh, he couldn't have gotten as dark as this is like, he couldn't have gotten luckier. He essentially like he would have been ejected except all the cab shifted forward and like stopped him from being ejected into the trees. Wow. Out onto the like boiling hot, you know, engine remnants. Oh, Um, right. But his his father who, who unfortunately died in the accident, broke the, like broke the window through and like, you know, like, he took out that piece and if this kid had you know like he wasn't wearing a seatbelt and if he had been wearing a seatbelt he like probably would have just gotten smashed into the cab and it would have been two dead people instead of just oh, you know right. one right because um,
0: of the they were have too compressed like he needed the windshield to be removed to yeah. be able to create him like a yeah. safe space and
1: yeah wow. I, I mean yeah like I, I can't I can't recreate like it's like man like oof um and I, I, here's the thing like this was such an overwhelming call i like i t- absolutely the worst paramedic care that i've ever delivered because essentially i like got up to the kid and i remember talking with him and he you know he, he was like you know get me out of here you moron because mm-hmm. you know he wanted to get out and i yeah. totally get it um and i remember like he had a cut lip and so like i got some gauze for his lip and uh like i i didn't i wasn't like i totally just i didn't do any vitals i didn't get any like pay- i just he wanted to be held off the engine stuff and i held him up and like we talked while they removed him and um you know like i like that call and i hate it at the same time because like i like that you know like i was able to to be there and like help this kid out yeah you know, on this like terrible day and yeah. you know like but i also am like you know like n- knowing now it's like man there were like all these opportunities like this could have gone a very different way and i might have been behind the ball you know oh, but i was so yeah. overwhelmed by just sort of all the things that had gone on um that you know like it, it's a call that sticks with me just because like i i should i felt like i should have i could have done better like actual medical care mm-hmm. um know, yeah, um but you yeah know, uh, ultimately this kid lived he you know he got flown to a hospital and um <laughs> the uh uh the the flight medics showed up and uh, because this his this the kid's lip was split I miss out, like I didn't I couldn't understand what his name was cuz it it's a name that requires your lip to be yeah. intact to say right.
2: um. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: And uh and so the you know the flight medics like all right man what like what are your vitals what do you got and I was like well, he's alert and oriented. Uh, his name is blank. And uh, then somebody <laughs> else, somebody else, because it's a small town. They're like, oh, no, that's his name is this. And the the, the flight person looked at me. And was just like. So no vitals. And his name is this, not that. And I was going like. Yeah, that's what I've done here today. Like, this is what I've accomplished. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, yeah.
1: Um, But, you know, like I. So that was sort of a. a, a I mean, that's. This was one of those like early calls where I yeah. remember going like, man, I I just I felt so overwhelmed, and I you know, and I wanted to to do a better job, and I you know, just like, I think I misunderstood or like just didn't grasp like just how hard this job can be at times.
0: Um, yeah, you're like, oh, the, oh, oh, yeah, oh, I see. This is, uh, I mean, that, that's insane to to do to roll up on something like that, and you know, and he, to to I mean it's like it takes uh well it takes time it takes training it takes experience to build those skills where you're like okay well maybe I should have done a better assessment or whatever but you did the best you could and you know you like held the kid and you were like you created safe passage for him to go on to the next place and
1: Yeah, you know, like, and I'm sure there's some of this where I'm like, I'm judging myself by, you know, harshly in retrospect, you know, Yeah, whereas like, maybe, you know, like, had had the dynamic changed at all, you know, like, had he stopped responding or like gotten tired or, you know, it seemed, you know, like it made more, you know, like, yeah, declared himself early, you know, as far more injured early on, like, I probably would have, you know, like caught it, I hope anyway, you know, like, but yeah, you know, like, I think the thing is, is like, we're all going to, and this is sort of why I like doing the podcast that we do is because like, it's, it's easy to say on paper, like, hey, we're going to do these things, but it's hard to, it, it's hard to carry that calculus without knowing the other variables that you're going to encounter on the job. You know, the like, oh, you might be very stressed and overwhelmed and you wouldn't expect that at this juncture. You, you would, yeah. ex- you wouldn't, you, you know, you don't know what you don't know. Um,
0: and,
1: uh, yeah. So,
0: yeah, I mean, you know, we, uh, yeah, I think we're, yeah, obviously, I think a lot of us in this sort of roles are very, oh, I don't know, have a lot of perfection, um, tendencies and we're really wanting to like, um, be know it all and, and do extremely well. And, but like there, there is a learning curve and, um, and like you said, you do the best you can with like with what you have at the time, and and you, like your show, you 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 have the luxury of being able to look at things after yeah. the fact, and um, and but like you, but you, in the moment in the experience, like there's, like I'm I'm thinking of um, I don't remember which I had a I remember as a young ICU nurse I had a death that like really stayed with me and like just couldn't shake. Like somehow I felt like I was like partially responsible. I wasn't. Yeah. I was not. The person was dying. Like and then I had a doctor like, you know, like that day or a day I don't know, a day later and was like, what? Like that that person was dying of a critical illness. Like they had they yeah, no. You Yeah. You know, you you did not have anything to do with their their death and i mean you know because sometimes we help people pass on we give them pain meds yeah, blah 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 and you're sure. like so hard um but you can be like oh god i was like gave them the last push of pain meds and then that was that killed them so then yeah. i killed them so then but you have this like weird shift yeah. in perspective but you but like having someone else be like no i don't anyway anyway sorry i just went off on a tangent but
1: no 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 but the, like the yeah, I mean like I think the the same dynamic exists in EMA like we get this all the time like we people send us and they're like I think I killed this person and you know they're like I gave these medications or I did this stuff and it didn't help or you know it made it worse and I think there's often this sort of like you know we it, and this is sort of like I, I love doing our show is because, like, we have these very like cause and effect driven brains. Or, like, well, I did this, and therefore, like, we make these connections and patterns right. that, like, may or may not exist. Um, and, you know, like, it's so, like, we had people, we've had, you know, people come in and be like, I've, I gave all these things, and, like, I'm pretty sure I fucked this up. And, you know, like, and then exactly, you, know, like you bring this up with a doctor, and they're like, no, you did all the right. Like, yeah, this is, this seems fine. <laughs> like, oh, this patient was going to die anyway. Like, it doesn't, it didn't yeah. matter what you did or what you didn't do, you know. But like, just the way our we see these patterns, yeah, you know, we we're very much like, nope, I did it. <laughs> I yep, know. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> it was me. I did it. I did. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, I don't know how political you want to get here, uh, but, you know, like the same thing with like, you know, like uh, vaccines, you know, they're like, oh, vaccines cause autism. Well, it's because they're like we often see aut- like signs of autism around the age that we give vaccines. And, you know, again, we're like we're very causal, pe- you know, like we're a yeah, very right. causal species. Yeah. And so, you know, it's totally fair to be like, hey, we should do this science to make sure that these things aren't actually connected because they appear to. Um, And then, you know, turns out they don't. So there it is.
0: There it Um, is. Yeah. yeah.
1: The only one I do think is there is a connection is the Internet Explorer and murder. Uh, I think the more you use Internet Explorer, the more likely you are to murder people because you're a monster. (laughs) Internet Explorer is the worst.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Don't. uh, Yeah. No, I.E. Do people call it I.E.? I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Those users of mm, I will be on the lookout. (laughs) Uh, Spencer, I do not use Internet Explorer.
1: I, no. I also do not
0: i'm yeah. safe i'm safe uh,
1: only the days i work
0: <laughs> right. and that is when you are a murderer I, um uh let, let i just want to talk about your podcast for a little bit uh yeah for those of you guys who are listening to this um like the spencer and chris's show ems 2020 is like so it's blowing up it's going crazy it's like um they're having a lot of fun with it and it is you know just like an amazing show um so uh yeah I'm curious like how did you guys decide that you wanted to do this um well so
1: yeah uh Chris was doing a different podcast with a, a mutual friend of ours and uh they were just having a lot of fun covering like different medical topics from the perspective of two paramedics um but they weren't they weren't always like paramedic topics they were just you know like there was an episode about you know sleep and why we sleep which it turns out there's no real good answer on that which just blows my mind uh at <laughs> it's like um yeah wow. i know i i had to say i was I'm... like what do you mean there's no answer they like we we haven't solved this um there's theories, I guess, and, you know, hypotheses. Um, but yeah, like there's no really solid answer. So the, anyway, like the, that they were doing that project. Um, and Chris had approached me about maybe doing one that was more, um, you know, like lined up a uh, paramedic or like, I don't remember, I don't remember exactly. Maybe I approached him, but we had talked about, um, you know, doing something that sort of, um, and I, I think the thing that I've, like the most valuable sort of continuing education that I've ever had um, in like in, in the paramedic uh, scope was like case reviews where we had a doctor who came in and they, they reviewed this you know, really cool call. Um, and, you know, like it wasn't like, oh, and then the crew should have done this you know, it was like, okay, so here's what the crew was thinking. Let's talk about this real quick. Like, let's go through this. This is, this isn't a bad thought. This was actually a great thought. Like, you know, this is, but here's why this might not work, you know, but definitely worth trying. Like these guys did a phenomenal job thinking of that. And, you know, they went through this entire call and, you know, and I, I went like, the, that stood out to me was the, like, hey, let's talk about the good and the bad ideas and like why they're good or why they're bad ideas. Um, and so we, I wanted to do something like that for EMS call, like for other EMS calls. Um, but I, I wanted, I didn't want it to just be like limited to the like medicine aspects because medicine is a, like, it, it's a big part of what we do. You know, we are emergency medical responders, but like, yeah, it's it, you have to you have to do medicine and also like kind of have the like deal with these operational parameters because we are going like we're doing adventurous stuff we're not in a we're not in a controlled setting you're mm-hmm. you're in someone's house and where they're like yeah uh the floor is all kitty litter um you know because the animals are shitting everywhere now deal with the sepsis patient you know, or a yeah. house that's filled with spiders that somehow was not just burned down with everybody inside of it, which <laughs> like, I'm sorry, if your loved one is in a house of spiders, I'm not going in. <laughs> like, that's...
0: Ah, I'm sorry. No. Uh, yeah,
1: there's no patient here. All we have is a house that's on fire. But like, you know, Fuck. wait before the fire department shows up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, and
1: and so we wanted to do a show that sort of like highlighted those things or, or highlighted all the, you know, all the crazy, weird ways that like humans fail. Um, you know, we, we have confirmation bias, you know, where we see these patterns and, you know, like we just anticipate that the pattern we've seen previously, will just continue here, uh, with, you know, this, in this very different thing, um, because, you know, our, our brains take shortcuts, um. And so I I wanted to do a show where we, you know, like we didn't just cover like the details that happened, but we covered the, you know, the other things that, you know, that, that also played a factor into that call, you know, like it's, it's totally okay for people to be overwhelmed. It's totally normal for people to, you know, go through those time dilation phases where they're like, it only, it was only 30 seconds and it's like
2: "Eh,
1: 30 seconds times about 12, (laughs) you know, like it was it it felt like 30 seconds, you know, but it wasn't, you know, those sort of like aspects um, cause those, those impact the job so much. Um, and so we wanted to do a show where we, we talked about those. And we talked about like, you know, the, we focused on the people who are running it, um, you know, and it, it's, it's insane that it's done as well as it has. Um, I like, I, I totally didn't expect it because most of the, most of the continuing education stuff, most of the podcasts that I listen to, they, they focus on like the clinical aspects of, of these things. They don't focus on the like, yeah, so the, this paramedic got, became very overwhelmed and didn't know how to work through it. You know, like those, cause those are real things that happen. Those are you know, real like, things. I, I think we all get in our head like, oh, I can't be overwhelmed. I can't, you know, like, and, and then we do ourselves a disservice because we come out and then we're overwhelmed and we don't know how to how to get through it or we don't know how to kind of like take those baby steps or, you know, figure out how to solve the problem. We just kind of get lost and then we spin, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I wanted to do a show where we just kind of like, we brought those aspects to life, you know, mm-hmm. the the things that people don't think they'll encounter or, you know, they're like, you know, that we all kind of do the like, oh, if I have to do a surgical crike, in the moment, I'll I'll be better for it. Like, uh, you know, I'll be av- I'll have been a paramedic for 20 years or so by the time I probably have to do it. And it's like, well, that, your next call, you'll have to do it. Now what? You know, oh, it's 4 a.m. And, all, you know, like, oh, and your protocol book isn't available, you know, like, and you have right. to do it now, you know, like, yeah. Y- you know, telling people, you know, reminding people because, you know, somebody else has lived that experience that like, Hey, this is a real thing. Like if you can't do math at 4am, which that's me, I can't, I can't do math on a good day. I'm not going to do math any better when I really, really need to. Right. In fact, my brain I- just goes like, Oh man, it looks like we're kind of fucked. Um, All right, good luck. And it leaves. And you know, then I'm, I'm going like, no man, I need you to like multiply things.
0: Right. Right. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Come back. Right. Uh um <clears throat> yeah, well, you're you have um you get into those nuances, you know, which I mean, so much yeah. of the job is it, there's just tons of tons of it's all it's, it's all nuanced, really. Yeah. Let. I mean, or it, it you know, a lot of what you do is based on nuance and and so um yeah, what well, one of the shows you did Recently you like talked about like um you reviewed a call where uh someone was like a newer EMT or paramedic oh, I'm sorry, yeah. and their their senior or partner on the call was who had a lot of experience was a fucking asshole douchebag. Oh, sh- yeah. And um <laughs> and it's like how do you how do you work through that in the moment, you know, like like that kind of stuff we don't talk about.
1: No, no, you know? not at all.
0: like what does assertive communic or what does effective communication look like, or like what is conflict what is it what I'm, what am I trying to say you know like conflict like resolution. yeah what,
1: like how to, yeah co- yeah, what like how can we approach this you know um yeah and, and yeah, like those are the, the the worst part is like I walk i you know we walk away from that episode and i, I just I'm like i it just hurts still there's you know like it, there's no satisfaction i I don't know like it's it
0: <laughs> it's hard because <laughs> Jesus, it's, I'm struggling not, not a satisfactory it's
1: it's just something right, like you would hope wouldn't happen yeah right you know? right, right 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 and and right. Yeah. it's just this it's so dismaying to like to find out like it's that's still a thing that people have to deal with um mm-hmm. you
0: know but guess what you know what I think you and Chris are changing the landscape of your profession.
1: I hope, you know, I, I, I hope that's the case. I hope, you know, that that would be really cool to like, you know, if anything else, just to have people go like, yeah, I don't have to, I don't have to tolerate that kind of behavior from like my partners. Like I Mm -hmm. shouldn't have to, um, Mm -hmm. I, I like that would, that would be a really cool thing. I, you know, I, I haven't eaten that bowl of Wheaties this morning. I think we're, you know, like, I'm just like, yeah, man, this is a fun podcast that seems to be, you know, like it's resonating with people. And I like, that's a really cool thing when you have something where you, you know, you're, you're putting your kind of heart into and, and having people go like, fuck, this is like, thank you. I, I like this. Like, this is, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying this and I'm learning something. Um, like that's, that's really, really like a cool experience. But like, I, I, I don't. I, I don't know if you know. Like, there are definitely like there. Are, there are other podcasts that uh, I'm sure do, do a phenomenal job out there and are probably you know like are probably more along the lines of like trying to trying to turn the the tides of EMS culture and make it a more you know like clinically sound and you know like operational savvy you know place. And I I don't know. We're we're just having fun bullshitting about calls that. It's like, oh yeah, I've totally made that mistake before. Uh, yeah, you know, like, oof, watch out for that trap because <laughs> I've fallen <laughs> into it like eight times. You know, yeah, Like, when we say like, hey, don't cycle the blood pressure, like that's because I'm the one over there going like, oh come on, please be different this time, be a better number. <laughs> 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 you know, it's right. really just calling Check myself up.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you. Yeah, you got Like, you're. You're. Anyway, your show is uh, amazing. You've put a ton of work into it. Um, having been recently on an episode that'll be airing this week. Um. Yeah. You know, I got to see a little bit of your behind the scenes, and you know, just per, like super professional. And you guys do such a. You're so fun. You have like a way of being engaging, and then you are, you know, educational. You have educational components as well. And it's just anyway, su- super baller, badass show. So I hope everybody goes out there and listens.
1: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, uh, we're EMS 2020. We are um, at new episodes every Wednesday um, for the most part. Occasionally, you know, uh, we, we like to take days off um, or, you know, like, yeah, I won't. I'll, I'll have thought I've, you know, it's been a while, but, you know, I'll do things where I thought I've recorded an episode and it turns out Chris has just recorded himself talking uh, one side of his conversation. And, you know, I haven't recorded anything. Um, it's happened once or twice.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Um, well, I, I, uh, do you, do you have any, Oh, I guess I should say we've been going for a while, but anything bringing any you light lately or any closing thoughts for the show?
1: Um, first off, I want to say, I really, I, I have been listening to your podcast. I loved the episode with the, w- where you had the, uh, the other two nurses to come on and talk about, you know, like the, the, the nursing crisis that's sort of like oh, under, you know, happening right yeah. now. Uh, it, let me tell you as a, it, you know, like all, all I, here's my, here's my like take on nursing. I'm like, all right. Uh, it's, they, they get paid a lot more money and, uh. Yeah, it must be. It just must be great. Like, I, I just have to go through this barrier of like making myself go back to school to do it, uh, and and that it's like, oh, hold on, it's not all like rainbows and butterflies on the ender- other end of this. You know, uh, so that was like that was it was really eye opening. I was like, that was a really cool episode to kind of like listen and and hear. Like, no, that I, oh god, this would be like this sounds terrible actually. Mm. Um, so. <laughs> are not, you know, nursing, sounds terrible, but like, wow, these, like, these are legitimate problems, um, that are, that are Jesus, you know?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I mean, part, part of, part of the show, I, I want to just sort of unveil sort of like the reality of like, what's, what's really, what's really happening, what's really going on, you know? So anyway, I'm glad, I'm glad that you found that insightful.
1: Yeah, no, it was very cool. I, and I also, of course, you know, Chris, put me up to it, which is I was like, Oh, I got to listen to the like nurse lawyer one that was and that was a very cool one, too. I I very much appreciate it. So I like I've like I've actually listened to several of your uh, episodes now and I, I, I'm like, Yeah, this is this is really cool show. I like this. I like getting to hear these, you know, the experiences from all these people.
0: Yeah, um, it's a it's a it's a very variable show. Like I, I think it's like nursing stories and stories about nurses themselves or and topics related to healthcare. But uh, you know, but uh, yeah, I, I know that you have. I you're a podcaster. You have a lot of podcasting to do and work on that. So anyway, just any any time that you spend listening to mine is pretty awesome. So thank you.
1: I well, I appreciate you putting it out. It's it really is a great show. So f- thank you for for putting it out there. And and it's I think it, it's it's really cool to have a space where people can be you know genuine and open. Um, mm-hmm. You know. Cause it, yeah. Yeah. You know, Because we're all, I think, you know, we're all, we all want to do the thing where like, don't judge me, please. Like, or
0: like. (laughs) Right. Right. Uh,
1: Yeah. So. um, Yeah.
0: What
1: here, you know what, like, what brings you light?
0: Mm. Well, it depends on the day. So, um, but my first go-to is travel, anything related to travel, thinking about going places like flying, flying, going exotic locations, like, yeah. um, that brings me light. And, um, and yeah, so, uh, at, you know, at work, what brings me light is like having fun, you know, having those moments in our bedrooms where we're laughing about like, oh my God, or, you know, like my experience yesterday where
2: <clears throat> yeah.
0: something really wild and I was like, God, whoa, this, you know, sort of like debriefing with my colleagues and like sharing those moments, like uh, yeah. then having like camaraderie work, that brings me a lot of light, um, you know, sunshine, Yeah. sunshine, <laughs> I sat, like I have really bad, every winter I'm like, I cannot live in the Pacific Northwest ever again.
1: For sure. Yeah. I
0: fucking hate it. <laughs> I love it, but I, and then, you know, now it's February and I'm like, it's getting lighter and I'm like, okay, I'll be okay.
1: Anyway. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, honestly, a lot of the things that you you brought up, you know, like those, those bring me light You're like, it's, it's, it's funny. Cause like, I'm, I, I very much feel like I'm, you know, especially now, like I've kind of had some time to like look at it. I'm like, I, I love adventure. I love going place, you know, going to, you know, get to go, you know, experience different things and and see different things. Um, you know, uh, most of that now for me is, is just like, I get to live by going to like different people's houses, patient's houses and being like, all right, what you got going on in here? Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that same camaraderie, you know, like I, I get to, I get to hang out constantly with, with people that I enjoy, you know, my wife and my kids and, uh, you know, my coworkers that they're, they're all really kind of chill people. Um, which is which is really nice
0: that's great
1: <laughs> um you know and I, I think the the thing that i'm trying to do for myself is the, the self-care piece is i'm trying not to i'm i've i was told that uh, a lot of my self-value seems to like i i require like i, I get a lot of that validation that self validation mm-hmm. through like external means you know like
2: mm-hmm. other mm-hmm.
1: people um mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. are or you know like things or whatever and so I'm trying to just I'm trying to find a way to make like to make that like an internal thing like what do I what can I do for myself that will that gives me some sense of personal satisfaction that isn't tied to my job because I don't want to I don't want to be the guy who you know like I don't want to be so into my job that I like I kind of lose myself yeah. you know and like so much of me is based on you know being a paramedic because like you know i've also seen like my i'm i'm getting older like sleep becomes more important like the older i get like my back kind of hurts like, you know like i so like i don't want to find myself where i'm like i can't do anything else or i like what do i do if not this yeah. so um, the, you know the thing that i think uh i'm trying to do is i'm trying to bring that light is something that i generate and not something that um, I I go out and have to find elsewhere, um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that that's the dream. Um, you know, I kind of view it as like the putting oxygen on yourself before you put it on your kids. You know, it's like I all these people bring me light, but like I don't know if if I'm relying on them to 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 do that. That like
0: yeah, I don't
1: know. Like, is that yeah?
0: I I mean, it feels good. I, yeah, I. Yeah. But the the whole practice of it coming from ex- yourself. I mean, this like you know it's a it's a it's a muscle you have you have have to strengthen it and build it and work on it and it gets easier i mean you know yes i had some tears in the beginning of the show because i was like i feel like an imposter like this shit feels hard you know oh dude for sure yeah you know but it's like okay but you know whatever like uh, i'll do some probably some self-affirmation stuff after this call or whatever and you know but like yeah it it, it's it's something it's a practice
1: yeah i think that that's and you know like that's i'm hoping that i can do that you know what like you know i i want (laughs) to i want to be the the alpinist kid man i just i want to i want to feel good about you know like something that i do that i you know that that i bring that doesn't rely on you know I, i guess in some way i guess a mountain he relied on a mountain to climb to to bring him that but like you know i i I just i want to find something that i i do that's for me that just that brings me that light and that you know like running and and you know that i caught You know, how long can you suffer for it's a it's just a test of how long you can suffer um and that's (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> those are those are the things that i am I'm doing that have so far helped. So I, I think and then I'll just you continue the, to do that. The yeah.
0: suffering stops and then you're like, oh, I feel better.
1: Well, no, the great thing about running in the Pacific Northwest is you finish the thing, you finish this race, you know. So then they're like, All right, here's a beer. <laughs> you know, you're like, yeah. Yes, all right, thank you I for will. my free r- race beer.
0: <laughs> I will have the beer. Oh, I just to just to aside, I was talking to someone who at work who listens to your show and he yeah. was like make sure you ask them about mmm hops yeah
1: oh my god yeah that hops is my favorite side pro okay so brief tangent i'm sorry i know this is running way long but um so <laughs> i i discovered one day because i like i like going lights and sirens to music um uh that
0: uh that's fun
1: playing hanson's uh mbop is actually a very like up, like it's a fun song to go lights and sirens to, and it surprises me because it's just such like a.
0: Uh, it's so chipper.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. Like I remember, like I remember sort of liking Um hops when I was in like middle school, but like you couldn't because all you know, like everyone was like Hanson. That's the lamest stuff. Like anybody who likes that, and you know, like in middle school, you cannot like something like that other people like make fun of because right. like
0: that's a cardinal uh, you know, rule. Yeah,
1: otherwise, like, what are we all doing here? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) Pits open up. There's fire. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And so uh, I remember, I I think maybe I was challenged by some guy. I was like, all right, man, we need a song. And he was like, how about, you know, Mbop? And I went like, dude, fuck off. And then I was like, you know what? Actually, you eat your words, man. We're doing this. And so then we're just kind of like driving down the road, you know, and like Hanson's going, oh, yeah, Mbop. (laughs) they're just yeah oh yeah they're doing the whole thing and i'm just like i remember we kind of like looked at each other and i was we're both kind of like this works and so i was just so delighted because it was such a surprising twist that uh we decided to do that um and so we made you know we brought that joke up but then it turns out they make beer and uh they make this beer called Mhop's hops beer and we went like Oh my God! We have to get a hold of this. How do like we need to have mmm hops beer, and uh the struggle as it turns out, is like it's really hard to get beer that isn't served in the state like into the state uh oh right n- you, like you can't just order hops beer and be like, also, I live in Oregon because they just there's no rule, there's no mechanism by which yeah. you can get it um, over here so uh we had some listener help um in a very legal way <clears throat> probably sure um, most likely and yeah uh, and uh, so we finally got to drink this hops beer and uh it actually was really good i like i i i was like this is, this is really good beer <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's i was
1: surprised <laughs> i thought it would you know taste like bubble gummy i don't know
0: <laughs> just right <laughs> Sun, sunshine and rainbows
1: um yeah 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 no the and the hansen is still putting out music as it turns out um oh yeah no they're they're all grown up it's uh yeah it's it's different it's very different from like the bubblegum pop that it used to be so
0: huh. <laughs> interesting well cool i'll have to check it out um oh my god well i feel like that's a great place to end on
1: I'm- yeah when we're at the point where i start like karaoke hop that's or mm-bop, that's, that's probably <laughs> a, probably a
0: song oh no i it was a, an amazing tangent uh maybe someday i will be able to have some hops myself uh god it's Spencer, it's so great to uh, talk to you and have you on the show and, um, everybody go check out EMS 2020.
1: Yeah, we're on EMS 2020, uh, or 20 slash 20 on Facebook, EMS 2020 show on Instagram, and you can email us at EMS 2020 podcast at gmail.com.
0: Thank you so much for, um, Telling everybody where, where they can find you. Uh, everybody go check out their show. They're fucking amazing. And uh, yeah, so great to talk to you. And so I'm just going to close this one out and say... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ni- Ni- Nicole, thank
1: on? you. Thank you so much for having me on. I like This really was like the highlight of my day. This is a big honor. Um, thank you.
0: Oh, uh, uh, thank you. All right. Well, I'm going to virtually high five you because also it was a really good thing for me too so i appreciate you and um sometime dude you me and chris we're gonna have beers yeah in oregon sometime Oh,
1: all right yeah we can do that
0: okay whenever i don't Absolutely. know covid safely and all that's kind of <laughs> whatever
1: Well, it all it's all gonna end on march 31st don't you know so
0: oh god
1: it's nice. all over
0: yeah pandemic's <laughs> over okay all right well so great to talk to you and i'm going to close this out and say stay safe and stay sane and we'll see you on the next one thank you so much